Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, I'm Megan Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. The show that encourages you to explore the awesome in the world around you and inspires you to discover the awesome within. This week, Rebecca is in the co-host chair, and we go completely meta by creating a podcast episode that is almost entirely about our favorite podcasts. Later in the show, Rebecca answers a listener question about reading to older babies and toddlers with some advice from a real-life expert on the topic. Finally, We'll share with each of you our family's favorites for reading to little ones. All of that, plus our Awesome of the Week, coming right up on Episode 4 of the Sorta Awesome Podcast. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing doing today? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm probably doing better than you are because I'll tell you what, it is not snowing on the first day of spring in Oklahoma City. Yeah. We're recording this today on the first day of spring and it is snowing, but I'm not letting it get me down. Okay. Um, There's an Italian ice place in our area called Rita's and they give away free Italian ice on the first day of spring every year. And I took the kids out in the snow and we stood in the snow and got our Italian ice. It is the first day of And then the kids were like freezing. Yes. (laughs) But hey, you got to do it. That's your, that's your ritual. Whether oh, it's yeah, it's our tradition. Yes. You have to go. And the, the line was not long at all. It was fantastic. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay. So you are making the day awesome, snow or not, is what I'm Amen. To say. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So speaking of awesome, let's get right to our awesome of the week. And I'm going to let you roll with it first. What do you got for us? Okay. Well, now just to remind the listeners who I am, yes. Rebecca from Simply Rebecca. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. I, no, that's okay. Simply Rebecca. I'm the one who said that I had my first kiss in Honduras on a missions trip. Yes. That was me. Um, that I met my husband by crawling through a window yes. and <laughs> that I needed new friends because nobody wanted to talk about reality TV with me. Even me. <laughs> yeah, even you. <laughs> Let me down. Even though I enjoy the pop culture so much, the reality yeah. TV, it's outside of my outside of my viewing practices these days. So what well, happened with that? So you found some I, new friends? No. <laughs> no, I still have the same wonderful friends. But um, there is a solution to my problem, and it is a whole genre of podcasts that I have fallen Ooh, in love with. Okay. Podcasts about television shows <laughs> just about the show itself yeah like okay. a recap show yes. or just commentary mm-hmm. and I'm loving it I have mm-hmm. two that I started listening to um one is called it's made by after buzz tv and they have one that's dedicated to the bachelor and I love it because they, you know, they have previous contestants from the show that come on and provide like behind the scenes feedback, oh which gosh. is really interesting. Totally yes. love that. Yes. Um, sometimes they have other previous contestants come on and like share their, you know, the secrets and all that stuff. So you I can, love that. You get the dirt, the behind the scenes dirt and I love all of it. that stuff. Yes. I love it. And so 
preparing for today, I did a little bit of research because I thought, well, after Buzz TV, they probably have more than just for The Bachelor. Well, sure. they do. They yes. they have them for like everything, like mm. everything. I looked on their site and I saw American Idol. I saw Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I saw Game of Thrones, Grey's Anatomy. I mean, they just have like Jersey Shore. Like they what? have like everything. <laughs> that, that's still a show. I well, have no I idea. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> but they have like everything. It's wonderful. That and then is the other really one, awesome. Yes. The other one that I really like is called Rob Has a Podcast. Okay. And that is done by Rob Sesternino. And I didn't really know who he was, mm-hmm. but apparently he was on Survivor twice. He was on um, the Amazon mm-hmm. and All Stars. And I don't ever watch Survivor. Okay. But I listened to his podcast because he he does podcasts about strategic reality TV. So he covers mm-hmm. Survivor. Uh-huh. He covers Big Brother, my big, big favorite, Brother. Amazing Race, mm-hmm. uh, and Celebrity Apprentice, and like some other ones will get thrown in from time to time. I only listen to Big Brother because like hashtag obsessed, like yes. hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's it just fills this need inside of me to be able to talk to somebody about these obsessions in my mind of the, these characters and what's happening and yada, yada, yada. And mm. I just, I love it. It continues the experience. It does. It truly does. And I actually can relate to this on a huge level because as you and I have talked about one of my very favorite podcasts right now, this is not my awesome of the week, but one of my very favorite podcasts right now is the lost rewatch podcast. I think they sort of are just calling themselves the rewatch podcast now, but they're doing, they're rewatching the first season of Lost. Um, They started the show last fall, I feel like. I think it was in the fall, maybe even last summer. And then they didn't make shows for six months. Oh, bummer. (laughs) Which I thought, well, yeah, I thought that is a huge bummer because I was hugely enjoying it. I am very obsessed with Lost to this day. How many times have you watched it? Okay, see, and this is an interesting point because the the hosts of the show um, also have this this phenomenon where I've seen the early seasons probably three times. I think I've okay. only seen the last season. Now, I, I marathon watched it. I did not watch it in real time. I mean, it was Netflix start to finish for me on Lost. But So I think I've seen season six only the one time when I actually watched it. Um, but these guys, um, they, uh, oh, I've totally lost my train of thought what I was going to say about them. Um, they are like huge, hardcore lost fanatics as well. And, um, so each episode then is a breakdown of one show from the first season. So they took off for six months with no warning, no Twitter announcement, oh, like complete radio silence. <laughs> To the point where I actually went ahead and unsubscribed from them in my um, podcast app because, you know, I don't know if you have this problem. I have a lot of podcasts in my app and it it takes Mm -hmm. up a lot of space on my phone. So if I'm not into one, I will cut the strings immediately. And so I thought they were done. Like I thought it was over. Um, But then a couple of people alerted me when they came back. They came back better than ever. Every episode, as soon as I see that little notification pop up that there's a new one I listen to it immediately it's amazing so anyway all of that is to say nobody in my life wants to talk about lost as much as I do (laughs) especially not my husband although he enjoyed the show but like he's tired of me talking to him so now do you feel like you have to go and watch the episode that they just talked about or do you feel like on your personal level you know it well enough Um, because you've watched it so many times so I could and there are some there's a few episodes from the first season there's characters that I just was not into like the Michael and Walt story I know Mm -hmm. you um, watch that they are not my favorite characters. I did not rewatch their episodes. I, I still listened to the podcast cover it, but I did not rewatch those. But now we're sort of in the last, like the back half of the first season where the tension is building and building every single episode and just, just like great episode after great episode. And so I have been rewatching each episode. And it's like, for me, as somebody who Netflix binged it, and never had the experience of waiting from week right. to week for each episode to come out. In a very strange way, it sort of gives me that little bit of anticipation. 
for what's coming next in their discussion of it and to get to be like, okay, I'm going to watch the episode and then, you know, just have that like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say about it this week? Because they do a great job of bringing in all kinds of trivia about the show and their listeners will write in emails and like um, add things to the discussion. Um, And then they bring on guests, people who have, who had worked on the show, had something to do with the show. So each week is not only discussion, but then, you know, like you said, it furthers the experience of just being a lost fanatic. So yeah. Do you watch and then listen to the podcast or do you listen and then watch? So what I've been doing basically is I'll listen and then I know what the next episode is and at some point in the week, I, I'll sit down and watch it. It's hard for me because I want to sit down and watch them, you know, like just keep marathoning it. But right. I'm like really trying to have enough self-discipline to be like, no, I'm just going to watch the one episode. And oh, that's like next. impossible. I know. I watched Lost Live. Okay. Um, so I didn't have that binging experience, but I think that that would probably have improved my experience watching the show because there's so mm-hmm. much to remember. There's so much Like to all remember. these like little... Yeah, it's just like everything's intertwined and they're yes. referencing things from the past. Yes, and exactly. I kind of would be like, I'm sorry, what is going on? Like it was yes. almost too much. Yeah. Um, do, do you think, would this podcast be good for somebody to listen to if they haven't seen like the entire series? Or well, do you, does yes. it truly need to be a rewatch? No, no. They set it up. And at first I was a little annoyed at this construct. They set it up so that if you have never seen Lost, you could sit down and go through week by week with them. They they have spoiler chat at the very end after the closing music. If there's anything to talk about that affects the future seasons, they do spoiler chat, which is not every single episode, but I love it when they do that. But their whole construct is that they are creating that show for someone who's watching it for the first time. Why they called it a rewatch podcast then? I don't know. That <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know if they connected those dots or not, but you absolutely could sit down and watch it week to week. Or I guess, I suppose, you know, starting now, they're on, you know, like getting close to episode 20, you could sort of, I guess, binge watch and listen at the same time. Oh my word. Which would be crazy. (laughs) Um, But to go back to what you're saying, I feel like the general consensus is that people who binge watched Lost generally had a better experience with the show than people who watched it real time over the span of years that it was in production. Because of what you just said, there's so, the writing and the plot lines and the story arcs are so complicated and so convoluted Mm -hmm. that it is easy to lose track. And I know that the big, the huge writing strike happened at some point, you know, that happened in the sort of like late 2000-ish, you know, like 2006 or 7-ish. I forgot all about that. Yes. And so that affected the show. I generally find that people who marathon watched it like Kyle and I did are generally more at peace with the series finale than people who watched it in real time who were expecting maybe something different from the finale and the way the show wraps up, the way the storylines wrap up. So anyway, I just, I, I just hold lost so close in my heart. (laughs) It's my very favorite of all time Obviously, we have now spent like over 10 minutes talking about it when that was not even, not even my awesome of the week or yours. So I'm just glad that I'm not the only like crazy one who enjoys podcasts about my Mm -hmm. TV obsessions. Yes. It's fantastic. I love that you have found something, especially I know that The Bachelor and Bachelorette, that that franchise has a lot of fans that Mm -hmm. do like to congregate in different areas. I had, I just had never even thought about it being in the podcast realm. So yeah, I jumped on with that about halfway through this last season that was just on and I just loved it. Just absolutely loved it. I mean, I will be listening always now. Great. Well, that actually does tie into my awesome of the week, not the bring it on. (laughs) Okay, so mine's a podcast too. Now, Rebecca and I tend to keep doing this, and it's not on purpose. But last time we were both talking about Netflix fines, and today, oh my goodness, the whole show is Netflix. Now here we go. Yes, round two with podcasts. Yes, round two. So my awesome of the week is another podcast that I just recently, in the past couple of weeks, started listening to. However, it's been in production for a long time, and I am like, I don't know how I have never listened to it before. It's called the Popcast. 
Have you heard the of it? Popcast? Mm-hmm. No, I have not. It is the Popcast. It is with hosts Jamie Golden and Knox McCoy. Jamie Golden is, um, she goes by Jamie's Rabbits on, or Jamie Rabbits. I will link in the show notes with a clarification on that, um, on both Twitter and Instagram. And I have followed her for ages on Instagram. I don't know her, but we have a lot of mutual friends and, um, I've just followed her for a long time. And I kind of like peripherally knew that she had this podcast, but I sort of knew it in a time when I wasn't that into podcasts. And so I didn't really think too much about it. But um, just in the past couple of weeks, I, I checked it out. It is a podcast about pop culture. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that I basically love every single second of it. It has become <laughs> my one of my new favorites that when, again, when the notification pops up that there's a new episode, I just want to listen to it immediately. They are so funny. Um, they are just two friends who just sit down and talk about it. Um, and they get into little... They get into little arguments and fights and because they both have super strong opinions (laughs) about their pop culture favorites. And they do watch the either both of them watch The Bachelor. I feel like both of them watch The Bachelor. And so they've had discussions about that. I mean, they're all over the place with music, movies, the whole array of uh, genres in pop culture. They cover it all. They're so smart and so snappy and um, so witty. And it is just a delight. And they do, both of them have strong opinions and they do not um, hesitate to call somebody out for bad acting or for bad press or stuff like that. Things that, things that I, yeah, exactly. That I think a lot, but I would, you know, I feel like I'm sort of generally too nice of a person to say (laughs) they absolutely go there and it's just highly enjoyable. So this sounds like fun. I have to check it out. Yes. I've been meaning meaning to tell you about it for a couple of weeks. And then at, at some point I just thought, well, I'll just talk to her about it on the show. So here you go. I'm recommending to you, Rebecca. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, your recommendations, man, I'm always like getting hung up on like everything (laughs) you recommend to me. I get so into and like just, okay. So just the other day you wrote something on your Facebook page about watching Unbreakable. Unbreakable. And so I was like, okay, Megan recommended it. I'll try it. And now mm-hmm. here I am like obsessed with this and you live like all the way across the country from yes, me and you are dominating my Mind free control. time. Yes. I'm controlling your life secretly. Every single suggestion. Pop culture. <laughs> uh, again. <laughs> but um, they're always so good. Well, there's so much good stuff out there. And I, when I find it, I love to tell people about it. So did you finish Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Have you done the whole no, thing? No, but yet? I'm close. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, so I'm to close. the last episode and I can't make myself watch it because I'm so devastatedly sad that it's almost over, that the season's almost over. So I can't make I myself I watch, watch the last left. one. Yeah. It is so Wow, funny. that's some good uh, willpower there. It is ridiculous. Well, it's not willpower. It's actually stupid. I mean, it's going to be over either way, whether I watch <laughs> it or not. I just keep savoring it because I just, I just love it. It's so funny. Um, the sensibility is so 30 Rock, which I have been missing greatly. And it's just... I so never fun. got into that <sighs> show. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay. Okay, well, so you enjoyed that. But let's back up and do a little bit of follow-up yes. because... On our first show together, I had told you how much Kyle and I enjoyed House of Cards season three. And right. you took me up on that suggestion and you and Nate have checked it out. I would love to hear your thoughts because that is a different show than most of the things that I've recommended to you that you've enjoyed. It's it's a totally different sensibility, I feel like. It very it very much is. It's really it's kind of heavy. It um is. it is. And uh, you and I talked that it's a very slow moving show. Mm. Like it's not like quick, quick. Right. Um, the storylines are not just like popping through. Um, but I did like it. Um, on some level, I would have to say that I'm probably watching it as something to watch with my husband because I feel like I, he probably really gets into it more. Mm-hmm. Um, he spent some time living in Washington, D.C., and um, he wasn't really into politics there. But, you know, he just kind of he's a lot more politically minded okay, in right. general than I am. Yes. Um, and so it seemed like something that he would probably enjoy. Maybe this could be something that we do together. Right. Um, yes. 
And so I suggested it to him after our first podcast. Mm-hmm. And we watched it. And it, it was it was good. It stressed me out just like a little bit because yeah. like they're like stressed out. Like yes. the characters are stressed out. And yeah. um, but like not enough that I don't want to watch. I do. And I'm right. kind of disappointed that we haven't watched more. We've only watched three episodes. OK. Um, OK. Yeah, but you got a lot, of, that, lot of show ahead. Of you <laughs> yeah, it's, so it wasn't one that I felt like I needed to sit down and watch everything right like, right away. Like, oh, yes. what's going to happen next? Because I don't feel like there's quite as much suspense as yes. maybe some other shows. Right. Uh, but but Nate and I really did enjoy it. I feel like it's going to be it's going to be a good like date night. The kids are in bed. We're just wanting yes. to zone out. This is what we're going to do together. Type show. Yes. Yeah. So once again, you're dominating my free time. Well, and now I'm starting to affect <laughs> Nate's life too. So be careful, Nate. I've got <laughs> I've got all kinds of sinister plans for your family. Oh my word! What's coming next? Um. So that's yeah. That's interesting because Kyle and I watched it together. It's definitely. I mean, I don't know if it's one that I would have stuck with, but he really liked it. We both really like Kevin Spacey a lot, and I think that helped us both stay connected to it even though he plays such a creep in that show but he does it so well too um yeah so oh and you know what speaking of that i actually just happened to see in itunes which you and i have talked about that i spend a lot of time looking at podcasts in (laughs) itunes but there is there's a house of cards discussion podcast well of course there's there's something for everything well i should listen Maybe so. Maybe I'll go back and listen. But I mean, honestly, honestly, my podcast app is like spilling over everywhere. Um, do you want to talk about some of the ones that we listen to? I know we have some crossover, but yeah, I feel definitely. like you and I are such enthusiasts. And really, I don't I don't know that I have many friends that are, I have friends that have like one or two that they'll check out. But I don't I don't know if anyone has their their podcast app like stuffed to the brim the way I do. So well, I certainly do. And I feel like podcasts have kind of changed my life in a way as a stay at home mom who also Mm -hmm. does some blogging work on the side. I feel like listening to podcasts just makes me more connected and at times educated. Right. And not so alone just with like the little ones. Right. Right. So I really love that. Um, I mean, and I'm not talking about like just the ones I listen to for The Bachelor or Big Brother. I listen to other ones that I feel like even, I mean, they're inspiring, they're educational. Totally. They make, um, Doing laundry, folding laundry, so much more enjoyable. Yes. Doing my dishes, favorite thing, yes. mm-hmm. going to the grocery store all yes. by myself with a good oh, podcast. I am so glad I'm not the only <laughs> nerd walking around the grocery store with my earbuds in so that I can listen while I shop. I am, I thought I literally was like, I'm the only I'm the only idiot doing this, but no. Oh no! <laughs> somewhere, oh no! Somewhere Sorry, in snowy up. Pennsylvania, you're doing yes, it too. <laughs> I am. I am. Okay. So, what are ones that like are at the top of your list right now? Okay. So, the rewatch podcast. I mean, truly, I love it so much. They they have grown on me as people. Um, Max and Patrick are their names. Max is he's the guy who invented Cards Against Humanity. I don't know if you've ever played that. It's a little on the racy side, but I haven't played it, but I have heard of it. Yes, yeah, but they're just um, they're so they're so cute. They remind me of like if I was listening to my little brother um, and his friends talk. Um, my mm-hmm. little brother's not that little anymore; he's in his thirties. But I mean, it's just kind of that same thing. They they both somehow are connected to the video gaming industry. I don't know. Okay. I haven't really looked into this. But I just they, they have grown on me as people. So not only the content of the show, which they do a great job with, but just their personalities and their take on things. I just, I adore it. Um, I'm actually skimming through my app right now. Okay, so another one that I love so much that I feel like I do not hear people talking about as much. And it is truly one of my favorites. It's an NPR show called How to Do Everything. Have you ever checked it out? I haven't. Okay. But I I have heard of it and I've heard people I mean, I feel like I've heard people talking about it on other NPR podcasts. Yes. But I that's haven't, how I found it actually. I haven't listened. Is I, is I it from what I understand about it, 
every week it's like something completely different. Yes. It is, is it so random though that some weeks you're like, ah, this just isn't for me? Or is <laughs> I mean, it always entertaining? It's always entertaining again because of the hosts. Um, it's so it's funny. It's like random trivia that you would never think to know. And I'll give you an example. This past week's show was about milk and asparagus. And they talked to a dairy farmer about the differences between skim milk, 1%, 2%, and whole milk, which how can that be entertaining? But actually it is. And then, now this was a, one of the ones that was a little bit more crass than they usually are. They talked about asparagus and how some people have that intense asparagus pea smell when they eat asparagus. I knew that's what you were going to say. And some people do not. And they, they like talk to a scientist about how that can be possible. Um, so it's things like you would never really? like. I mean, Wait, that doesn't happen to everybody? That doesn't happen to everyone. It's it's Whoa. a thing, and I cannot remember. I should have been paying more closely, more close attention. I was um, folding laundry or something at the time, but they explain the science of it. So every week is a different show. It's about twenty minutes, which for me is perfect if I'm like cleaning up the kitchen after dinner or something like that. Just a nice short show, some little random facts about life that I never would have known otherwise. And they really they do a really charming and funny um, funny way of presenting this, this random material. So. It's totally worth checking out. Um, okay, so another one that I just found. Now, you and I both enjoyed Alex Bloomberg's startup. In fact, you're the one that told me about it. I probably would not have checked it out otherwise. Yes, I heard about startup from my brother-in-law, and it's a podcast about somebody who is trying to start a podcasting company, like a yes. like a network that will produce and put out other other shows. Yes. And so it's a show about putting out podcast shows, which I kind of thought, this isn't going to be that good. Um, But because of my interest in doing podcasting, I thought, well, I'll give it a listen. And then it turned into be something so much more. It's so fascinating. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It's like the story behind Mm. the business of building a business, which again, even as I say that doesn't sound that interesting, but it really was. Okay. So I have to give you a recommendation based on that. I just found this like last week. It's a new one. It only has three episodes. It's called First Day Back. And it is by a woman, and I, I'm going to do a terrible job of pronouncing her name. Her first name is Tally. And her last name, I'm going to take a stab at it as Abacassis, A-B-E-C-A-S-S-I-S. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. Anyway, the, the show is called First Day Back, and it's about her sort of, it's a document, documentary podcast in the same way that... Um, that startup is. And it tells her story as she wants to return to her career after being on extended maternity leave. She's in Canada where, you know, they get a year off, but she's had several children and now she's trying to get back into filmmaking. And so it's the same sort of setup in that it follows her like sort of journey of like, how do I get funded? And, you know, like the nuts and bolts of going back into her career field, which was filmmaking and goes along on her sort of internal conflict and journey of how do I really feel about going back to work? How are my children handling it? How are we going to manage this as a family? Mm. And so, I mean, just the whole thing. I listened to the first three episodes. I cannot wait for her to release another episode. It's really fantastic. It's called First Day Back. So that's another one that I'm really into. But Okay, well, I wrote it down. Okay, I have a whole list, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. I put it on both the Facebook page and on the sort of awesome Megan Tumblr, um, and so the, I'll, I'll link to that with a more extensive list. But I would love to hear what you are into right now. What are some of your faves? Well, along the same lines of what you shared from your list, I really enjoy the ones that are story based. Mm, People yes. talking about their lives and getting a glimpse into other people's lives. So a classic one that is very popular, This American Life. Yes. Story-based narrative. Have you listened to this week's yet? The Three Miles episode? Three three Miles. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. About the high school students? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So for listeners who've never tried Mm. out This American Life, that would be a good one to listen to. It's definitely a good taste of what this is about, the type of reporting, I say like in quotes that they do, the Mm -hmm. storytelling that they do. Um, What was it it called? Three Miles? Yes. The Three Miles episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On This American Life. That would be a good one to start with, I think for sure. Um, Along those same lines, uh, 
um, The Longest Shortest Time. Yes. Great Which Lynn. is a podcast about parenthood. Mm-hmm. And it used to focus just on early parenthood, but it was storytelling in the same way as This American Life and some of these others we've talked about, where she finds unique stories about parenthood. And I love the name of it because yes. it feels like it's Perfect. so perfectly describes our stage of life. Spot this, on, yes. At times, this feels like the longest time in our lives, but yet you turn around and boom, the kids are grown, yes. they're big, and it was actually the shortest time. So it's called The Longest Shortest Time. Yes. And I I really enjoy it. I think it's that would fantastic. be one that would be worth going back through, like the archives and listening oh, yes. to some from the past. Yes, I absolutely. actually have like some of the past ones a little bit more than some of the more recent ones, but it was I, I definitely love that one. So good. And now I also really enjoy a podcast that is just pure fluff just to make me laugh. Mm -hmm. And so my favorite one for that these days is called Spilled Milk. Yes. Have you listened to Spilled Milk? I love Spilled Milk. Again, another one that you told me about. Love it. So Spilled Milk is by two like huge foodies. I think that Mm -hmm. they both have cookbooks and or restaurants or both or Mm -hmm. whatnot. And I can't remember their names. Molly and Mike. No, it's not Mike. That's that's another TV show. I want to say Brandon, (laughs) but that's Molly's husband's name. Hang on. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You keep talking. I will look it up. That's going to drive me nuts. So they, they're so funny together. So they sit down in their kitchen and they say, you know, welcome to Spilled Milk, the show where we make something fabulous, eat it all, and you can't have any. Yes, and it's, Molly, just like, it's Molly and Matthew. Matthew. Yes. Also. So they just like banter back and forth and they talk about these foods and you would think, okay, well, I'm not a foodie. Like, who cares? This isn't going to be interesting. But the most recent one that they just did is about um, mint chocolate chip. No, mint, mint chocolate. Mint so they chocolate. ate all these things that were mint chocolate. So they had like a mint mint Oreos and mm-hmm. Girl Scout Thin Mints and mint chocolate chip ice cream. And they just tasted them all. And okay, I'm not selling this very well because <laughs> these words are coming out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, this is so lame. Why would you want to listen to no, somebody eating? They, they are They're hilarious. funny. Yes. They really are. Yes, they are so funny. They really are. They have great chemistry. They are not married, but that's one of their running jokes is that people think that they're married. They have fantastic chemistry. They're really good friends. I've read um, uh, one of Molly's books. She's actually from Oklahoma City originally. um, And uh, she mentioned him in her um, acknowledgments of the book as he was just, and this was, I think, before the podcast started, that he was a funny friend and sense of humor, those types of things. And so, yeah, they have fantastic chemistry. They can talk about the silliest things or even like the most serious things that you would think about in food, but it's never serious. It's just, it's so funny. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as a non-foodie myself, I completely enjoy the show. Yes. Yes. I really, really do. It's good to just pass the time. Yes. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah. Any others to throw out there? Well, I, I also listen to some that are more like blogging based things that I would find more Mm -hmm. like educational Mm -hmm. wise. Um, My favorite one for that is probably the How They Blog podcast with Kathy. Yes. Yes. Um, She hasn't put out any new ones recently, but some of her old ones um, are certainly certainly worth listening to. Oh, yes. Yeah. She has a ton of good ones. Uh, And along that line, Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. Mm -hmm. Now, at times, I've gotten really, really behind on the smart passive income because there's been times where in my life where I just was like eating all this information up yes. and I just could not get enough of it. And it felt like I was getting this education on the road, literally as I'm like driving here or there. And then I kind of got a little bit burned out. Yes. Oh, feeling I like understand. It was like too much instructional too stuff. Too much like, information, yes. Like uh, they're like adding to my to-do list things right. that I need to do or should do. And I that's when I kind of started binging on like spilled milk because right. I'm like, yes. I just need something a little lighter and fluffier. Yes. Yeah. Um, but those those two were really good for, for that online work that I do. And Inspired to Action also with Kat Lee is one on motherhood. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. Um, the one that is called uh, My Story, I would highly recommend. And we can add that to the show notes probably. Yes. It's just her story of her relationship with her mother. And 
it was is so incredibly touching. Like I just left like listening to that podcast feeling like, oh my word, I am my children's mother for a reason and yes. I can do this. And yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It was so inspiring. I that was one of my all-time favorite podcast episodes out of all the podcasts I listened to. I truly enjoyed it. Inspired to Action with Kat Lee, the one titled um, My Story. Okay, we will beautiful. For, sure, for sure link to that one. Yeah, she's so encouraging. So, so encouraging. So, good stuff. There's so much good stuff out there. And I know I do this. I don't know why I torture myself with this, but I'm constantly looking at iTunes because I just can't believe there's so much great content being created in this Genre, I feel like if I listened all day, I literally could not listen to all of it. It's amazing. And I love so that incredible. you do that so that you can pass along the winners it's to me. True. It's true. <laughs> You've given me some some amazing recommendations that I've loved. So it's it's definitely equaled out, I think, on our on our recommending to each other. So great. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, we had a lot of awesome to talk about this week. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's probably more than we'll do in the future, but <laughs> we had a lot of ground to cover on that, especially since we seem to be on the same page mentally with our awesome of the week and oh, sharing we just the same love kind podcasts. of stuff. Can't yes. get enough of them. Okay, we are going to now switch gears into the second part of the show. Something that I am so so very much looking forward to for the future of the show of um, sort of awesome, and that is where we take questions from you all, the listeners, and each of us each week will uh, take these questions and and just take a stab at it and see if we can help you uncover the things that are already awesome in your life, help you reach out and um, and discover what's out there that you could bring into your life to make things easier or to understand things better, um, anything along those lines, just to bring um, some positive motivation and positive energy into your life. So a couple of you all have already given us some questions to answer. I have one that Rebecca and I are going to tackle this week. And um, I know Rebecca has actually a really incredible answer that she has put together for us. And this comes from listener Lacey, who asked me, uh, what books are your boys into? I just as a reminder, I have um, twin toddler boys who just turned two in February, and she's wondering what books they're into. She said she has a little one who is almost two, and they are getting tired of reading the same books over and over, and she was just looking for some recommendations for that age range. So I'm going to tell just a little bit about what we're into, and then I'm going to toss it over to Rebecca because she's got some good insight on this. Um, Of course, since the twins are children three and four in our family, we already had quite a little collection of board books that um, were the girls. So uh, some of our old favorites that we have relied on really heavily are Sandra Boynton books. Do you, did you guys um, do any Sandra Boynton? Yeah, that was actually on my list. I, awesome. I really do love her books. Yes. Sandra Boynton is probably, in terms of board books, she, I would say she's my very favorite. Um, Moo Ba La 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 was my oldest daughter's first like favorite book that she just went back Aww. to over and over again. <laughs> can, to this day, I can absolutely recite it. Um but so many of them are so fun. Um, let's see. Uh, there's one that's just about dogs and just their, the dog noises that they make. All of my kids have loved those. Of course, I tend to get a little theatrical. And now it's so fun to watch the girls read to them these books that were their favorites. Oh, my gosh. That is, to me, that one oh of my, my favorite things. Uh, the age difference between the girls who are seven and a half and ten and the twins who are two is seeing them like – here's the little books that I read to them and now they're reading them. So heartwarming. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. There's a dinosaur one. I am kicking myself that I did not write down the name of it. Dinosaurs to go, I think is the name of it. You know, I don't think I've heard of that one. Okay. I don't know that one. It's really super cute. So, um, I'll put a few of our favorites into the show notes, but Sandra Boynton is by far our favorite. Um, the boys also love the, um, the really simple, like Dr. Seuss ones, like Go Dog Go, um, and some of those uh, early readers. Again, the girls really like to read those. I'll tell you the ones that have been a surprise, and I was not expecting this, but they have really gotten into some Veggie Tales board books. That Kyle's sister gave them for their uh, for Christmas, I think it was. No, it was Christmas or birthday, somewhere in that range. And they are just super simple, short 
little stories about VeggieTales characters. They're rhyming. They have, of course, the big, bold colors that you would associate with VeggieTales. Right. Both of them, Mac especially, they love those. Not only do they like to have them read to them, but they will just sit and just look and look and look at the pages on their own over and over again. Oh, that's precious. It's so funny. Uh, We've never really been a big VeggieTales family. I don't have strong feelings about VeggieTales one way or the other. We just have not, that's not really ever been... Um, something we've been into. And so it has just really surprised me that they have both just really taken to those books. It's so funny. And it just reminded me of how important it is, even if you've had more than one child to always, you know, be reaching out and trying new things and seeing what else is out there because no two kids are alike. And you just never know what one kid is going to be into that is such a surprise. So exactly. No, that's so sort of true. the rundown for, for my twins. But Rebecca, you uh, were able to ask somebody who is even maybe more in the know than we are. So what do you have right. to report for Lacey? Well, my sister, Amy Moyer, she is a public library storytime coordinator and has been for the last eight years. Perfect. And so she leads a story time for babies age six months to 24 months. Oh my goodness. It is just the most precious thing I ever. Bet. Yes. And I have been able to be fortunate enough to go through her program with Grace, who mm-hmm. now is five, mm-hmm. and Noah, who is going to be three next month. Uh-huh. And it's just adorable. I She's bet. so good at what she does. Aww. And it's, it's just, it's just precious. It's just absolutely precious. So when I heard that we had this question, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to ask my sister, ask Amy what yes. she what she recommends. Perfect. So, good books for t- uh, older or older toddlers age like 24 months to 36 months. She recommends books that tell simple stories, simple rhyming books that mm-hmm. they can memorize, books with silly pictures or words, bedtime books, and especially books about anything that they love. So if they're really into animals or Mm -hmm. vehicles, families, playtime, anything. So when you're going to the library, looking for the thing that you know that they're obsessed with already and going with that to help capture their attention. Because, you know, some kids are really drawn to books. My older daughter, Grace, was. And some are not. Right. Noah was not. Grace could not get enough. They were her favorite toy. Yes. Literally. Right. Like from itty bitty. Um, But Noah was kind of more reluctant. He still is a little bit more of a reluctant reader. Uh So going for those things that they already have other Yes. Yeah. Connecting their interest to books. Perfect. Yeah. But my sister's number one tip is this, and I'm just going to read it straight from what she sent to me. Okay. Read their favorites again and again and again. Uh-huh. Reading familiar books helps toddlers learn language patterns and the meaning of new words. Toddlers love to know what comes next and find the familiar very soothing. So even if you've already read Goodnight Moon 30 times, mm-hmm. read it again tonight. Oh, that's such good advice. So for the listener who gave that question, you know, it's good to mix things up, but it's also good to keep those books that yes, they're the perhaps growing a little tired of. Yes. Yeah. It's such a challenge because I think as an adult, we think about we want to have that new stimulation in our life that, you know, with our fully matured cognitive systems in place, you know, that we are always looking for something new. But I did not even think about that, that in, you know, toddler development patterns, that they are looking for that predictability and that it's comforting and soothing to them. So it's like literally good for their brains. Literally. Yes. Yeah. Now, my sister didn't encourage me to pass on these tips, but things that I've just learned just from her being my sister uh-huh. and having a story time coordinator in my life are s- some fun things that you can look for with your children and the milestones that, because mm-hmm. even babies can have these like little milestones with reading books that are really important. Um, like if you give your child a book upside down, uh-huh. Do they turn it around the right way? Ooh. And if they do, like, that's a good thing. Like, these I are all things that, like, help prepare them. I know. Yeah. And so it's just so precious to think you hand your child a book, and if it's upside down, which way do they turn it? Right. And when they start a book, do they start in the front 
and go to the back the correct oh way? Gosh. Are they starting and reading it backwards? Yes. I mean, these are things that are important for kids and learning to read and prepare for, you know, just learning how does a book work? Right. Yes. That is actually giving me chill bumps right now to think about it. I certainly never thought about it with the girls, but the boys are just now in that stage, I think, or maybe I'm just now noticing it, that they do. They sit down, they look at it. You know, when when it's just them looking at a book, they look at it from the beginning and, you know, obviously right side up now. And right. so I never even thought about that being a milestone. And it is. It and totally it's important. Is. Yes. Right. So it. that that's fun. Now, when I go to the library, which I go often, and I look for books, I can very easily tell whether it's a book that's going to be appropriate for my kid or not, just by mm-hmm. pulling it off the shelf, looking at the pictures and how many words are on the page. Right, right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's important to consider is how how long is the attention span of your child? Right. And that really can vary a lot from person to person. And I remember I could read Curious George books with Grace at an age where she would sit and listen to the story. But with Noah, he just really wasn't into it. Right. He didn't have the attention span at this at that same age. Exactly. And so with him, something that maybe I would do is just point out, oh, let's find the monkey. Where's mm. the monkey on this page? Mm-hmm. Now where's the monkey on this page? And, you know, just try to get my reluctant reader to... Right. You know, have more of an interest. Yes. Now, some of my favorite books, um, I really love Pete the Cat. Oh, yes. I Love My White Shoes. It's by no, Eric Litwin. Okay. Oh, do you know the one about the buttons? I Love My, I my Buttons. I don't know if I do. I, that doesn't oh, these are the best of the Pete okay. the Cat books. Okay. I love them. Okay, so Pete the Cat, I Love My White Shoes, an adorable story about okay. this cat who has these white new tennis shoes and he's walking down okay. the street and he sings this little song, yes. I love my white shoes, I love my white shoes. And then he steps in something. It's like, oh no, Pete yes. stepped in, yada yada, yes. whatever. Yes. Now what color are his shoes? And then he changes now his song, I, I love my red shoes, yes. you know, and he goes through all these colors. And at the end, there's this adorable moral to the story where he's like, you know, Sometimes you step in stuff and it's okay. You know, you just keep going. Like you just keep walking. Yes. Life throws you weird things and you just got to keep on going and singing your song. And it's just adorable. And it's, it's fun adorable. to read like as an adult, I which I say, think is important. Even important for adults to read. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And so the cool thing about this book is that there's actually a psalm, like a real psalm that goes with it. So you can, I think you can download it somewhere. I think it probably tells you on the book or you can just go to um, YouTube and search for it and you can see the author watch a video of him reading the book and singing the psalm. And it's, it's fun. It's cute. Keep the cat. Yes. And I also really love Red Truck by Kirsten Hamilton. For some reason, my daughter really clung onto this book. It was one that we found at the library. Mm -hmm. It has bright pictures. It's about this tow truck who is going to save the day because a school bus is like sliding down this slippery, snowy slope and needs some help. Yes. And it's, it's a tow truck going to help a school bus. And it's just precious. And when she was two, she was like obsessed with red truck and mm. it was just adorable. Yes. And I love the pictures. It's, it's sweet. Um, Maisie books by Lucy cousins. Yes. Also really, oh really my good. Gosh. I haven't thought about those in so long. Daisy was totally into those. AJ, not so much. I have not thought about those in a long time, but oh, that takes me back so much. Really bright primary colors on the page, eye-catching, this adorable mouse who does all these little things with her friends. And these books, Mm. um, something that I've noticed from the library is that they have almost different stages. Like you can get really simple ones, um, even probably in the board book section, Mm -hmm. all the way up to ones where they tell more of a story. Okay, Like Maisie goes to the museum, Maisie goes shopping, rides the bus, and it's a little bit more of a storyline, but certainly appropriate for this age group that we're talking about. Really, really adorable. adorable. Yes. Oh, I haven't thought about those in so long. I love them. Love Maisie. They actually have videos that we got from the library that that are like Maisie books put into video form. And they are some of the like driest... videos ever they're so slow Wait, moving and is there but like a British is there a British narrator yes yes, yes. we had yes 
They used to show those. This was a long time ago. They used to show those when Nick Jr. was noggin. They used to show amazing cartoons on there with that were based on the books. Yes, I remember them. Slow moving, but my daughter yes. really loved them. Mm-hmm. They're they're precious. They're yeah. precious. So um, oh, and then uh, I really love Llama Llama Red Pajama. Oh, yes, of course. Fantastic. That's just a fun book to read out loud, which, again, I said that already, but I just feel like that's so important for, for parents. So the whole Anne, Anna Dundee, I'm not, probably not saying that right, she has several Llama Llama books. And they all have to do with like this, maybe like preschoolish or kindergartner age llama who is freaking out over all these different things. Like one is called Llama Llama Mad at Mama and he goes to the grocery store and he gets all upset because he is hungry and he is tired and he does not want to be shopping. Yes. And he throws a big fit. And then the mama's like, listen, child, you need to calm down. Yes. And (laughs) the same with Llama Llama Red Pajama. He's up in bed. He's been tucked in. And then he's like mama like I need a drink of water or something she's like okay I'll get it for you but then she gets distracted with a phone call and then he's like my mother is gone forever and he like starts wailing and freaking out and the mom goes rushing up the stairs to see what the problem is Mm -hmm. and she's like oh honey child you need to calm down (laughs) so they have these like precious little morals that we're all like trying to like whisper to our children like honey child you need to calm down Uh, yes (laughs) your butt has it under control (laughs) but they're really really sweet they're really sweet. oh so good so good that's a great list that is wonderful we will fill up the show notes with some of these recommendations from both of our family libraries and we would love to hear from you too uh, let's say head over to uh, to the Facebook page and we will talk about some of the other recommendations that we have from our own family libraries and, and get those out there and help out Lacey and anybody else who is wondering what are some great books to, uh, to be reading to our toddlers because goodness knows there is a whole world of, of literature out there for that age set. So good stuff. Okay, Rebecca, my friend, I think we're gonna have to wrap it up because it's been fun. I know, I know this has been another fantastic show with you. And just as a reminder, where can we find you around the world of the internet? I am simply Rebecca everywhere. Simplyrebecca.com is the blog and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, all over the web at Simply Rebecca. Okay, good stuff. And I think that was everything that we were going to cover this week. So I am sure that by the time we meet back together to record another show, we will have tons more awesome stuff to bring to you. So anyway, hope y'all have a great week and we'll talk to you later. See you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sorta Awesome. Just as a reminder, you can head on over to sortaawesomemegan.tumblr.com for today's show notes, which include pictures and links from today's discussion. While you're there, click on the Ask Us link to submit your questions for us to answer in an upcoming episode. You can follow the Tumblr for updates on the show or sign up for the mailing list at tinyletter.com slash sortaawesome. To discuss today's episode, find me on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Meg or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Crunchy. I have to give a shout out to the band Prager for allowing us to use the song Strut for our in and out music. You can find out more about Prager's nasty beats and pretty chords at pragermusic.com. I'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life Sorta amazingly awesome.